Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Friday, September 30th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. Hurricane Ian tore through the southwest Florida coast and caused catastrophic flooding, destroyed infrastructure, and left millions without power. In all of this, one of the biggest curiosities are those that decide to hunker down and weather the storm, despite evacuation orders. Some stay because they are defiant, others for fear of returning to nothing, and some just don't have the money to leave. Jared Leone, contributor to the Washington Post, joins us for why some choose to stay put. Next, whether you're in the path of a hurricane or other extreme weather event, it's important to be prepared for natural disasters. Two key things to be prepared with is a way to communicate and a way to maintain power. You can download emergency preparedness apps to keep you informed, and don't forget you can always call 911 even without a phone plan. A generator or some type of backup power is also a must. Mark Saltzman, contributor to USA Today, joins us for what tech can help keep you prepared. Finally, you might be quiet quitting, coasting by and feeling like you're getting away with it. But you might also be getting quiet fired. It's hard to tell because your boss could be respecting your boundaries, but they could also be overlooking you on new projects or stop inviting you to meetings to minimize your significance. Callum Borschers, on-the-clock columnist at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for what to know about being quiet fired. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. I know a lot of those barrier island communities, the, the counties uh, discontinued services. So they, they were incentivized to, to get in maybe a more comfortable environment. But some of those people just, just made that decision uh, to stay. And, and they, you know, the, the, the local officials were not going to grab them by the shirt collar and drag them out of their own house. Joining us now is Jared Leone, contributor to The Washington Post. Thanks for joining us, Jared. Thanks for having me. Well, we saw the full scale of disaster that was left behind by Hurricane Ian. We started to see a a clear picture after it passed through there on Florida, the southwest Florida coast. You know, we saw uh, uh, thousands of people trapped in their homes because of flooding. We saw destroyed bridges and other critical infrastructure. Over 2 million people were left without power. And the effort now there is to rescue as many people as they can through all this. We've seen some reported deaths. There could be more. All of that will bear out over some time. But in all of this, one of the the most interesting people to me always seems to be those that want to stay put, that want to ride out the storm. And we know it happens every time, you know, a hurricane, a storm comes through these places. There's just people that don't want to leave, whether it's because of money, sometimes they're defiant, sometimes they just say, hey, you know, I've ridden out a storm before, I'm going to stay put. So, Jared, tell us a little bit more about some of these people that you spoke with and who chose to ride out the storm. 
the people I spoke to, they lived in a mobile home park. And for them, their neighbors left and they didn't have that option. Some of them did, but chose not to. They just would prefer to stay there. They cited that their places have been there for 50 or 60 years and they've been through other storms. So why not try and try the best to make it through this one? They had concerns about the winds, but they just kept tracking the storm. And once it was south of uh, our area, they decided to ride it out and and yeah. uh, hope for the best. Yeah, some of the people that you spoke to there in that mobile home, I took note that were, you know, in their 80s, you know, so they were very defiant. And I mentioned, as I mentioned before, they said, you know, we've written out storms before. It's never been as bad as they said. Uh, one of the guys said, I'm not afraid of anything. That kind of confidence, I guess you can call it, builds up over time. They've been through this so many times. For them, it seemed like it was just another day. He he was out tending to his yard and adjusting all the different he had a, a lot of decorations and plants and other things that you'd see in a yard like um and and he just he didn't clean them up he just was going to keep an eye on them he didn't think the storm was going to knock him over and i drove by there after the storm and the place looked great i guess it, he he might not go if another storm comes by either i don't think it changed their minds but they kind of treated it just like an, another day they all were prepared but didn't seem too concerned of the impending storm and the forcefulness of it. For some, cost is such a big thing. You know, they feel like to go uh, to pay for gas, to get put up in a hotel, the cost could be so overwhelming that it's just not worth it. In that sense of things, they'll decide to stick it out at their homes. And the fear of not returning to a home either, you know, they say, if I'm going to spend all this money, it's like they just decidedly rather stay put. There's that. And there's also, I have met with other people who have evacuated in the past and the storm is tracked to where they've evacuated. And they said, we would have been fine just staying at home. So, you know, there are a, a number of different reasons and experiences that people go through that when it comes to that time, they decide that, yeah, we're just as safe here as we are on the road or trying to find another place. Or if money's a consideration, it's just easier to stay there or the peace of mind of not going hundreds of miles away or even a few hours away and then returning to rubble or worse so you mentioned uh before we got on the on the uh interview here you mentioned you're in like the clearwater florida area so you you know you've been through these types of storms before you know how did uh, you ride this thing out have how has the devastation seem you know now that the hurricane has passed for now yeah the last real storm we had here was hurricane irma about five years ago and during that storm i had lost power for almost a week and other people in the area had power loss for a lot longer. Um, in our county here, well, we were largely spared. And um, the outage maps that I've seen, they've gotten, um, you know, most everybody's back, powers back. There were about 200,000 people out and about 100,000 people. So about half are with power already before the end of today. So I, you know, this storm uh, driving around town, not to take away the magnitude from where it did hit, but right, here, right. like I said, we were largely spared and a lot of what was out was debris. And I was out at the beach today. There was a guy kiteboarding and another guy was out uh, with his metal detector. And so there were some people that were, um, I guess, kind of treating it again, like a, a, another day at the beach almost, or taking advantage of some of the better than um, yeah. expected weather conditions out there. So, and, and then, so what's um, next for the state? I know we've kind of moved into these rescue efforts and uh, other parts of the state where it did really hit hard. Uh, what are we expecting next? 
Yeah, I was uh, at a press conference today where uh, Coast Guard Rescue Team had uh, rescued seven people in four different missions. It was throughout the whole night, and they said that they're continuing to make rescue missions and prioritize rescuing people. And, yeah, I think that's what we're going to see is as as the storm kind of recedes the waters and the wind kind of dies down, there will be more first responders who are able to rescue people and, and find out just what the extent is. Jared Leone, contributor to the Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. There's a little bit of wiggle room in exactly how strong the rains and how strong the wind will be. But the biggest variable is, is human reaction is people failing to take the necessary precautions. That's the real danger that we have is, is, is human error. Joining us now is Mark Saltzman, contributor to USA Today and other outlets and the host of the Tech It Out podcast. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thanks for having me back on Daily Dive. Anytime. So right now we're seeing Florida just get battered by Hurricane Ian. Uh, It's been downgraded a little bit, but it's reportedly going to pick up more strength and hit a couple of other areas. I mean, we've just seen some devastation there in Florida, uh, millions without power. It really becomes a, a tough situation very quickly when these extreme weather events are happening. And Mark, we wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit more about disaster preparedness. Now, you know, it might be a little too late for those in Florida right now, but, you know, (laughs) I I live in California. We deal with earthquakes. We deal with wildfires. You know, other places deal with tornadoes. It's just important to have this stuff in the back of your head and be ready. And you wrote an article for USA Today about how tech can help you out. And one of the main things is communication and being informed. And there's a lot of apps out there by FEMA and other official places that can really help you narrow down what your susceptibility to some of these extreme weather events are. Mm. So, of course, as part of your emergency preparedness kit, which should include a first aid kit and, you know, water and batteries and flashlights and all that, definitely tech can help you as well, whether you have service or not. So assuming you have cellular service or even Wi-Fi, there are some apps that can help you in the event of an emergency. You mentioned FEMA. So that's a good one. That's, of course, available for both iPhone and Android devices. It, it really just gives you useful information for all kinds of disasters. You can get real-time alerts that you sign up for based on your area and the type of uh, natural disaster that may be hitting your area. And that's from information from, you know, National Weather Service, as well as locations to shelters in your area. Very useful. There is also maps that let you craft an emergency plan to evacuate should you need to. There's another app called Disaster Alert. It's part of the Disaster Aware platform, as it's called, that also can give you real-time notifications on what's going on, impending doom in your area, right. uh, you know, for all kinds of natural disasters. And a couple of other little tips. So one is, in case you don't have cellular service, you can download Google Maps offline feature. So you can drag your finger around your entire city and download it. So you've got an offline map on your phone. So in the event that you don't have Wi-Fi or cellular service, you can get around if you're unfamiliar with getting to, say, a shelter that you're not familiar with without needing any kind of internet connectivity. You know, one of the other things you mentioned in the article, too, is calling 911 without a a mobile phone plan. Phones are supposed to let you connect to 911 regardless. Yeah, they do for free. So it's always a good idea to have a charged up emergency or backup phone, maybe in your car's glove compartment 
Do they still call it that? Glove compartment? <laughs> I think they do, do people yeah. wear gloves when they drive? So, uh, but definitely have a spare phone because without a SIM, you don't need a SIM in it or anything like that or an eSIM because you can call 911 for free. And then coming in November is the ability with the iPhone 14 family is to use satellite connectivity in the event of an emergency. If you're stranded somewhere without any cell phone service at all, you can take advantage of that. But that's not available just yet. So definitely have that backup phone, maybe in a Ziploc bag if it's not waterproof. But it's nice to have, you know, an old spare phone without needing a SIM to make an emergency yeah. call should you need to. In all of this too, backup power is key. You know, obviously they advise a lot of people to have backup generators. You know, sometimes they can be really big. I know uh, the current uh, technology has a, a bunch of other types of uh, of backup power that you can do. You mentioned one in your article, Anchor's powerhouse devices. I saw the picture of it. it doesn't look terribly big, which is good for extra portability. I think that USA Today used the wrong photo. I know oh. what you're referring to. <laughs> it's actually a different company altogether. It's a Mophie one. But anyways, Anchor is well known for their portable battery packs. They're power banks for your smartphone, you know, to juice it up once or twice. But they make much bigger ones called powerhouse devices. They're essentially power generators. But instead of using gas, they're all electric. So the thing is to have this charged up all the time, and then you can bring it with you in the event of an emergency to keep your lights on, your CPAP machine going, you know, your laptop, your fridge and other appliances so you don't uh, have to throw out expensive food, especially with today's uh, prices. And those are larger. Now they are several hundred dollars, but they don't need gas. So they're quieter. They're not as smelly. You can use them in condos and apartments. So the powerhouse family is, is a great idea. And yeah, you can charge up your smartphone too, but they're great for larger yeah. appliances. And then also keep in mind an emergency radio. I've been hearing from, you know, accounts from Florida, people in mobile homes and in trailer parks where they don't have any other way to hear information because their TV is down than using AM radios that you can, if you have a car, you can hop into it and hear what's going on. But these emergency radios for as low as like $50 will give you all the weather bands, you know, and they're hand cranked and solar, by the way. So you don't need batteries. You can just give it a couple of turns with your hand to get a few minutes of uh, radio time uh, or more with the cellular panel on top, the solar panel rather. And that's a great one. That That's from a company called Eton, E-T-O-N. And it's one of those emergency lights that are also great for charging up your phone. They also have an emergency flashlight and then beacon and a siren and some other bells and whistles. Mark Saltzman, contributor to USA Today and host of the Tech It Out podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you again. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Is your boss respecting your new boundaries, your work-life balance? Is your quiet quitting going really well? Or are you being quiet fired? Uh, Are you being managed out, to put it another way? Joining us now is Callum Borchers, on-the-clock columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Callum. Glad to be back. Well, we've been talking about quiet quitting for some time. That's kind of this new uh, fancy term for coasting on the job, just putting in that bare minimum and and going home, clocking out. Uh, you know, people said that this little movement started as trying to reclaim some of that work-life balance. But now what we're seeing is, you know, managers, bosses take note of what's been going on. And uh, now you could be seeing signs that you might be getting quiet fired and could lead to your actual firing. As I mentioned, bosses are starting to take note and there's some uh, a couple warning signs you might be able to see if this might be happening to you. So, Callum, tell us a little bit more about it. The quiet phenomena are multiplying, apparently. And so what can be <laughs> tricky to figure out is whether, let's say, you know, your boss does start to lighten your workload a little bit. Maybe he doesn't put you on that uh, really intense assignment or let's just skip those uh, meetings that you never really liked going to anyway. Is your boss respecting your new boundaries, your work-life balance? Is your quiet quitting going really well? Or are you being quiet fired? Uh, are you being managed out, to put it another way? You know, because that traditional signs of sort of being gently pushed out the door could be the same indications that somebody is responding fine to your quiet quitting. And that's what makes for such a confusing situation for workers right now. Right now, there's this kind of sense of companies want to be sensitive to that stuff, to that work-life balance coming out of the pandemic and what we've seen through all this. So yeah, it's hard to find, it's hard to figure out what is what, and if uh, you know you're really they're really just giving you some space, or if they're really starting to overlook you on certain projects, on certain tasks like that. And you know what I heard consistently from the HR specialists I asked about this is that if you are confused. The thing to do is probably just to have a frank conversation with your manager instead of kind of wondering, you know, what's going on. So if you are left off that project assignment, let's say, you know, you might you might go to your boss and, and say, hey, I sort of expected to be included on that team. Uh, you know, can you tell me why I, I wasn't? And, you know, if the answer is, oh, well, I, I thought that that might be a little bit more than you wanted to take on now because you've been resetting your priorities, maybe you're OK with that explanation. Or if you sort of get the harsh truth that, well, actually, we thought that the other teammates were better up to the job than you are, then at least you know where you stand, right? So the the answer may not be what you want, but it's probably better to have a little closure than to be, uh, you know, kind of wondering, what's my status? And, you know, it's, uh, you could think, you know, that your boss might be a jerk or something like that, but you know, that's also kind of what they're supposed to be doing. If they are identifying certain employees that are quiet quitting, that are just coasting along, you know, it's their job to identify them. So if it does time for some cuts to be made, you know, they've identified those people that they're going to lay off. Although the economy remains strong by many metrics, we also do hear many economists warning that we could be heading toward a recession. 
And one thing that we know is that sometimes bosses like to keep a layer of fat around that's <laughs> right. easy to trim if downsizing becomes necessary. And so if you are kind of coasting right now and you feel like you're getting away with it, uh, well, you might be getting away with it for now, but it's also possible that the boss is kind of storing up that layer of fat and that you're going to be on that list of people to replace or just push out the door if layoffs become necessary. There was a, uh, a survey by Microsoft, and what they found was that some 87% of people say they feel they're just as effective at working from home, remotely and all that, but 80% of bosses would disagree on that. Yeah, that is one of the very big gaps between the rank and file and their bosses right now. And of course, it relates to the quiet firing phenomenon, because if workers are thinking about, well, who is most susceptible to kind of being overlooked, to being managed out, I think that remote workers understandably have an elevated level of concern, especially as many offices do reopen and try to coax workers back. Now, at the same time that Microsoft was publishing those findings, its CEO was sort of scolding managers for what he termed their productivity paranoia, right? Their suspicion that workers are not working as hard when they are at home. But nevertheless, we know that the perception still matters. And so I think it's something for workers to be mindful of as well. Do you have kind of an old school boss who really values that FaceTime? Or do you have somebody who is truly on board with the hybrid workforce that many of us are in right now? there's a lot of people seeking help for job-related anxieties. And uh, some of the advice that people give is just, you know, maybe don't overanalyze it. But it can be very tough, right, if you're starting to get passed over on things. Something like quiet quitting or quiet firing is very hard to measure. I mean, you can do surveys all you like, but these are terms that have squishy and varying definitions. And so as I tried to think about, well, what are different angles? I thought it was interesting to speak with a mental health specialist, the chief medical officer at a, at a firm called Life Stands Health. They have mental health practices in 32 states, so a pretty big sample size. And the report from them is, yeah, we're hearing this coming up more and more with our patients who are coming in for mental health counseling is some concern about, so where did I stand at work? Am I doing enough? And I think that's, that's always been an anxiety for many workers, but it, it appears to be heightened right now. Callum Borchers, On the Clock columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Glad to be with you. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 